Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, friends. I'm Shen. And I'm Leigh. Welcome um, back to the Wild and Out podcast. It's funny how we started singing Hello, Friends. Like, how did that happen? Every I don't know. But no. It's like awkwardness. It's, it started off as awkwardness. And then now you I have to do it. And now I followed suit. <laughs> I can't stop. But I'm with it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. And I also enjoy calling uh, our listeners friends because you know what? Everyone could use a little friendship. It's funny. I also call my students friends because like, uh, you know, in the classroom, we're now trying to steer away from um, gender exclusive language. So like most teachers would be like, hey guys. Oh, but, right, right. So like, I'm not going to say, hey students, that's weird. So, and I felt like for a while I was peeps, which my friends yeah. that. I've heard a couple of teachers say folks, and I hate that. I, I literally hate that word so much. Like, folks, <laughs> I would not trust you. <laughs> like, nothing about that is, like, re- is related or even representative of who I am. Folks, like, what the heck? So, yeah, I call my students friends. And then at the end of the year, I always get them to do, a like, a Google form where they, like, account for, like, things they liked and disliked. And I was pleasantly surprised when the number of students said, please keep calling us friends. I know, <laughs> but it makes us feel so included and loved. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, Lee. So. Teacher of the year. People I'll teacher of the year. <laughs> All right. So what's going on? Let's check in. How are you, friend? Um, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a really long, tiring, but productive week. Yes. Very productive for the Well They Not podcast, I'm telling you. Yeah. Can't, can't say too much, but can't? I don't think so. Oh man. Why not? Just, just know we're doing some things. We're doing some oh, things. Okay, bye. She can't okay guys, Leg cannot keep a secret. Like she's bursting at the seat. I think she's shaking not now. For nothing. <laughs> she's not shaking nothing. as we speak. Like I'm like I'm like one stroke away from spelling it out. W. <laughs> like okay, if I can't say, can we? Okay, you're right. Let's just like let's just. I'm telling you, that's like people don't tell. Listen, surprise parties. Mm-mm, now I know. <laughs> like when we have that party for shy. Oh brother. Oh my. Did you God. tell her? No, but I almost did so many times. So many times, like so, so many times. Like, just get excited. But you're right. It has been a really busy week for us and so productive. Um, mm-hmm. We've just been so blessed with opportunities. We're so grateful. 
Um, and we just like, we just hope that they just keep pouring in. Like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the fun stuff that we're doing, the merch that we got. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys, <laughs> one more week, I'm going to say later. it's coming. I told you one more time. Yeah. I'm going to tell I you. I promise, friends, don't worry. It'll be accessible to you very, very soon. But yeah, this week was fun. It was a fun and eventful week. This week was hot, though. I was just about to say that because I'm sweating right now. I want to take off yeah. my clothes. I'm so hot. And like, as I expressed, like, I think an episode ago also, I'm like the sweatiest human alive. <laughs> it's dangerous. I decided to like, give it a try. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like all natural antiperspirant. What? I told you. you. Do nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> I, I, I want to return. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm writing a letter. I want to write a letter to, I don't know. What, what's the brand? Like, I caution you all, if you sweat like me, like literally like a water buffalo, do not <laughs> get all natural deodorant. Because I put it on seconds later, I'm like, who is that? Who smells like that? Is that me? Nah, gross. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm soaked. <laughs> I warned you, though. I warned you. It makes you smelly. It no. Really makes you I need, smelly. I, I need Arm & Hammer. I need um, Old Spice. <laughs> these, <laughs> these seem like... <laughs> Are those the men ones? They sure are. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like Extra strength. Mm-mm. Okay. Like, you know how secret's like strong enough for a man, but made for a woman? It's like strong enough for man, but like still not strong enough for lay. Like, I <laughs> something more. <laughs> I need You're more. killing me today. Oh, She's I know. On I try. Fire. But, uh, you know what? <laughs> We're so fortunate. We're just getting, we're just fortunate. Like, let me just say that because we've, we've, we've been able to, you know, interact and engage with so many incredible moms. And today we have one of the bombest moms I knew, <laughs> Miriam Sarkis, like such a baddie from the, from the beginning of time. <laughs> she has literally been like, and you know what's funny? Because everyone now, like, is embracing natural hair, big, bold curls. And I feel like that's been, like, Miriam's life, like, from the beginning. Like, since, like, when it wasn't cool and it wasn't popping to, like, show your curly tresses, Miriam's like, I'm out here. This is, what I'm, this is, this is me. This is what it is. So I'm so excited to have Miriam join us. We are so fortunate. Welcome, Miriam. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I mm-hmm. don't deserve any of the kind words that you're saying, but I oh so appreciate everything you said. <laughs> I'm course. so excited. Like, you know, my curls are here. I'm here. And I'm <laughs> they so are. excited. Our curls are in the they, building. They're, they're always in full force. And everyone <laughs> is like, knows where to find me at work, you know, wherever I am. The curl is there, so this is it. It's perfect. This is so. Me. Tell us, ma'am, how was your week? How are you feeling? How are you- <clears throat> um, you know, like life, it's good. You know, it's good. Um, had a good week. Um, you know, ups and downs in life, just like of course. whatever. You know, kids and oh, work yeah. stress, and you know, it was it was fine. I'll I'll use a fine with a capital F. <laughs> <laughs> Stress on the F. Yeah. Stress on the F. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We all have the stresses and you know the the woes, but it's it's Friday. Yes, Friday night. Friday night with my glass of wine. Got your drinking hand. Yes. We ready. 
I'd be ready. Okay. Let's, Let's nominate um, our bomb bombs for the week. Woohoo! You first. I'm going to nominate today um, a blogger mom, which I thought would be really fun to just put a blogger on the forefront. That's a mom who's killing it. It's cute. Yeah. So I want to apologize in advance if I butcher your name and let me know if I've said it correctly because I'm going to message you right after this. I'm nominating Sahai. <laughs> I'm so scared if I got this correct. But you know what? We'll see. We'll see. Please, I apologize. Forgive me if I said this incorrectly. But I want to nominate you because I just want to put a mom blogger on the forefront to share with our fans. And like, honestly, blogging is not as easy as people make it seem. Mm-hmm. Look up, like, like, keep in mind, remember how long it took us to take one photo? I can't imagine yes. people that get dressed, <laughs> find a setting. <laughs> no. Um, I think it's Danielle Graham, that's, who recently started following us. Shout out to her as well, because um, she is um, a, I think she works for CTV. I don't know. She's also, like, a Canadian celeb. But anyway... Through following her, she uh, said something great about Onika, and then I clicked on, and I was just like, wow, I'm in love. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. She's just outstanding. She's super cool. So I just love her. She's a new mom, too, and she's, like, kind of chronicling <clears throat> my journey is, you know, becoming a mom and trying to continue to wear all these hats. Um, and it's awesome. I'm super-duper inspired by her. I love what she's done. Um, she's in an interrelation- interracial marriage. Uh, which is um, awesome, but, you know, she is married to a you know, white man, and yet she's still very, very vocal about, like, you know, the experiences and the, the weight and the plight of being Black, and, you know, it doesn't make any excuses. It's, it's very unapologetic about, like, how she feels, and, and, you know, it reminds us to, you know, not to babysit or to um, protect um, our white friends or, you know, spouses or whatever to let them know what the real is. And I think that that's so raw and honest and authentic. And I just have to applaud that. So Onika Traveler, Onika Raymond, <laughs> you are awesome. You are someone else who I would also absolutely love to uh, be a guest on our show. Hopefully one of these days we can get you on. Um, but you're my bomb mom now. Yay. All right, Yay. here I am. My turn. Um, <clears throat> I want to nominate my own mom, actually. Um, I love those. He's just, I know it sounds so cliche to nominate my own mom, probably, but, but she's just the best mom. Like, she oh, is so loving. Ones. Like, she, I actually was having a little bit of a, you know, a, 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 a rough couple weeks, and she just, she just picked up on it, like, without me even saying anything, and it's hard to find that, you know, it's hard, it's hard that, um, to find people who can just tune into, you know, how you're feeling and how you're doing. And she's just kind of like, you're not doing okay. And I was like, no, mom, I'm not. And she just, you know, you can talk to me, you can tell me anything, you can always come to me, you know, and I just appreciate that so much. And, you know, she has her own health problems and stuff like that. But, you know, just the other day I was over at her house and she wasn't feeling well and she actually cried because she couldn't like serve us. Like she 
people to like do what she normally does and I'm always the one like can you just like chill can you sit down yeah. like go relax mm-hmm. but she's she always has this like severe guilt about her where she can't she can't like do something for us physically yeah. and it, mm-hmm. I just I just love her so much like she's just Aww. the most loving mom that is so nice <laughs> I love that <laughs> So I nominated my mom once before too. And when I did, I mean, I, you know, of course was honest about the kind of mom that I have and she's super dope. But like, I don't know if it was that heartfelt. <laughs> like, it wasn't that. Like, it was like, my mom's pretty dope and she's amazing. And I don't know what I would do without her, but it wasn't that. Like, what you just did was tear jerking. Like, that was beautiful. I know, I was, I was going to cry and just say, just describing this, um, I love my mommy. I need her and I love her. Oh, that's so damn sweet, man. I know. I haven't seen your mom since I don't know. I was like sixteen years old. But... You actually came over to my house one time. Do you remember? I'm sure you remember my. Dog. I'll never forget it. Your dog tried to kill me. <laughs> your dog literally tried to kill me. Oh my I'll god! Never forget it. And it was like, yeah, I remember, it was... and I'm so sorry. yeah. It was so scary. But I do remember Miriam's mom's kindness. Like, she was super on it. Like, very much like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Like, I remember I remember your, your mom's kindness and your brother's anger. Your brother was <laughs> mad at that dog. He was so <laughs> angry. I was, and then I started to feel bad. I'm like, maybe, okay, maybe it's too, maybe it's too big of a deal. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> I, felt, <laughs> I felt so supported by your family. I am dying. It, it was crazy. Shit was wild. Oh God! Yeah, what a tra- what a traumatizing experience. Like I, I hope you're not like scarred for life by that. But for big dogs, I definitely am. I definitely. Am. Oh, <laughs> I'm still petrified of big dogs, but <laughs> so am I. Um, still That's the word. I apologize. Great. It'll always be in my heart and my thoughts. So is that not a win? Like, <laughs> like that's gotta oh, that counts for something for sure. But yeah, um, okay. So let's 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 jump into the episode because this is a good one. Um, so some a very quick backstory before we jump into Miriam, who Miriam is and what she does. Um, let's share a little. I want to share quickly with you why we thought it was be a good idea to have Miriam on the show. So, um, with, on the podcast page, we follow Miriam. And I mean, everybody knows about like, you know, how Shen and I feel about anti-Black racism. As Black women, it's like something that like, you know, is forever on our minds, on our hearts, on our spirits, constantly thinking about the plight, the injustices of people. Um, And, you know, the fact that Breonna Taylor's killers, let's call them what they are, are still walking. Murderers. Oh, heavy. Like, yeah, legitimately, it weighs so heavily on our hearts. Um, and it has since, you know, we discovered the, the story. Um, but one day through scrolling, I noticed a post from Miriam where she was honoring her daughter, um, but also acknowledging Brianna Taylor. And that's because they share the same birthday. Um, and I remember her just, you know, expressing the fact that like, she's so grateful and she loves her daughter and she's like, you know, just obviously so proud of the, you know, the child that she has. Um, but she'll never be able to acknowledge her daughter's birthday without remembering 
the, 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 the fact that, you know, this beautiful life was taken so senselessly, so unjustly. Mm-hmm. And that moved me. That moved me to share. I was just like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because, you know, a non-Black female is saying like, you know, I, I'm, I can't escape this. I won't let myself escape this. I'm going to force myself and my child um, and it's not to be gloom and doom on, you know, the, your daughter's celebratory day, but it's just to be like, we're not going to forget. This isn't a moment. This is, this is truly a movement. This is like a mindset. This is what, this is bigger than just this one hashtag or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so powerful. That was so, so powerful. So I saw that and I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is what it means to be an ally. What it means to like to really to, to exercise empathy and to put yourself in the shoes of people who you know don't look like you. So um, with that, you know, Shen and I we dialogued about it and we're like, yeah, let's do an episode about um, how to be an ally and what it means to be an ally and how to teach allyship to kids. And we're doing this episode not as experts because neither of us are child psychologists or have like you know degrees in 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 you know whatever like yeah. We, have that educational background um but we're moms who love our kids kids to grow up in a world that like is better than the kind of the shithole that we're living in right now so um Miriam before we jump into that do you want to just introduce yourself tell us a little bit about who you are what you do etc etc yeah so again thank you for the kind words um yeah it's um it's humbling being here um in your company because i i i listen to your podcast and i love your podcast like i'm not here i'm here as like a fan (laughs) (laughs) um um but yeah i'm um i'm a mom i have a three-year-old daughter um you know i work um I have a side hustle and um tell you uh well you know um I have a side hustle I I I sell vintage clothing and you know houseware stuff it's so cool she's downplaying it when you people are like okay what I love vintage (laughs) like the coolest most eclectic pieces like where do you find this like what thank you that's so kind um it's something that you know it's it's um it's it's a creative outlet for me for sure mm-hmm. um very fun for me but um definitely do it for you know the sustainable side of um things as well it's mm-hmm. it's really important to me to at least try or you know um put sustainability and <clears throat> environment environmental whatever friendliness if you want to call it that at the forefront mm-hmm. these days especially um yeah and that's that's me, you know, I'm just, I'm just hustling like everyone else out there, and pretty, you know, pretty, pretty simple, pretty easy person, I guess, moms, <laughs> you know, whatever, just, just, Do a, mom's just a regular mom, just, you know, <laughs> just getting on. by, you know, just getting by, but, um, so, okay, so I asked so, you, so I mentioned the post, tell us what prompted you to write that post, Oh man, what what didn't prompt me? Like that that story probably was a story that changed my life. Like the killing of Breonna Taylor. She was sleeping. Like she was literally sleeping when she died. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just absolutely mind-blowing to me that someone who was a valued member of her community, she mm-hmm. was an essential worker, she was loved and, you know, uh, just a, a loving and loved person, and she was murdered for no reason. And I know that's not, um, I know that's not an isolated story because that happens to black and brown people every day. Every Mm -hmm. single day that happens, you know, a loved one is taken away. But for some reason, Breonna Taylor, she was like in the prime of her life. She was Mm -hmm. 26 years old, actually, when she died. And she was an EMT. She was saving lives, literally. She was out there saving lives. Mm -hmm. And someone killed her. People killed her. Cops killed her. And um, I just was so sick by it. I, and I still am. And uh, I, like, I can't believe we're sitting here. And it's how many hundred and whatever. I, I stopped counting. Hundred plus, yeah. Since she was murdered, who cares who murdered her? She should have gotten justice a long time ago. She should have exactly. gotten justice that night. They, they should have arrested those cops, fired those cops. As far as I know, I don't even remember what happened, but I know one of them was fired, but I don't think any of the other cops have been fired even. And they're all, yeah, they're not, like they're, one of them was fired, the rest of them are like still at work every day, and the other <sighs> is like still a free man. I just don't understand. I think it, it just shook everyone, um, the killing of Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you feel about, you know, like as if there's another way to feel about racial injustice, but I feel like even people who say they're not racist that are actually racist were like, that's just not right. Like it's, it's not right. It's someone, they were murdered by the cops for no reason. After the cops had previously apprehended the person they were looking for, Mm -hmm. how do you get the house wrong? Like what is wrong with you people? Yeah. Like what is wrong with you? you get the house wrong like what that's your literally that's your job like that's your main job get the right Mm -hmm. house at least and you know your first instinct is to murder immediately right exactly like you have to get the house wrong show up and like let out a few shots they shot her 20 times oh my goodness many times nine of them landed but they were shot at her 20 they shot at someone in their bed Mm-hmm. There, the only other place that someone is more defenseless is the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old, the, the most, I, mean, I can't. Even, the, the the places where, like, I feel like your your defenses, your guard is down the most is at a place of worship, in the shower, in your bed. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for anybody, even if you feel like they're guilty of whatever, right? For for that kind, that for that to be the course of action, right? <laughs> There's no way. And it's like, I feel so strongly that like, if Breonna Taylor was of, was not black and was not a person of color and was not like, that would not have been her reality. That would not have been her reality. No. Just, I can't, I, I think it's just, it shocks me then when we still have to have these conversations. Why, when we have to still debate and tell people why saying all lives matter is so offensive and okay. so, so, so like, it's just like the greatest form of erasure when we say things like that because of because of these instances, right? 
I don't know, man. It's just crazy. Right. It's it's crazy, and um, um, I don't. I I I just. It's there are no words. Like there's there are truly no words to describe. You know, as someone who I will never be afraid of that happening to my daughter. You know, mm-hmm. I'll never be afraid of someone in my family getting murdered for no reason like yeah because I I'm like a lighter looking person I'm a white passing person and I think that that is just mind-blowing to me that black people and and indigenous people and brown people have a target on their backs because they look they were born a certain way that's just it's not right like it's it's not right and if we don't do something about it, like how, like, like literally that's not an option. Like that's actually not an option. And it's up to, it's up to everyone. That's it. Like all hands on deck. Like there's no more, there's no more time. And there, there should never, this should never happen again. Like this should never, this, horrible tragedy should never ever happen to another family ever again like and even regardless like she was an upstanding citizen even if the person even if she was not an upstanding exactly exactly she should never have been murdered and you know having these conversations like especially white people like you know we have to talk about the police. There's no way around this conversation without challenging the way we look at policing the way it is today. We can't mm-hmm. have this conversation because it's inextricably linked to racial injustice. Policing mm-hmm. the way it is today disproportionately affects black and brown people. That is a fact. That is something that we could see in numbers it's it's available in data Mm -hmm. and without having that conversation or just trying to avoid that conversation we are doing a grave injustice towards the black and brown community it's it's not an option and yeah we we need to challenge how we think about policing for sure oh my gosh i love that so my my next question is how do you think this whole incident affected your whole view on how you would parent your child moving forward because I know this whole incident even as a black mom really shook me to the core even though this is nothing new to me but these series of events really maybe because I just had a child really changed my perspective again of the world and it really Mm -hmm. changed how how I wanted to change my parenting so how did this whole incident change your view on how you would parent your child? Um, it changed the way I would parent my child because, um, first of all, I'm raising a daughter. Um, and I think it's really important for non-Black daughters, like young, non-Black moms teaching their non-Black daughters to not protect i don't like the word protect um because black women don't need protection they need to be backed up i'll say Mm -hmm. the words backed up right supported yeah for Mm -hmm. sure supported um and 
just not forgotten, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that a lot of stories like Breonna Taylor are forgotten. And they, there's a lot, there's a lot of stories of Black women getting murdered, not just by the police. Actually, I read something staggering um, about Black women in the U.S. saying that Black women are murdered in the U.S. more than any other group. And so... To me, that means that Black women are a targeted group. They're, mm-hmm. You guys are a targeted group. Um, and that makes me sick. That literally makes me sick to think that Black women are a targeted group because they're Black. Like it's, mm-hmm. There's really no other, no other strings other than the fact that they are Black, right? And to me, like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That means that I need to instill in my daughter that as a non-black woman or, you know, girl right now, um, she needs to watch out for black women. She needs to watch out for blo- for uh, for her black friends who are women, and 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 her black black you know guy friends as well when she's older too. But especially black women, it's yeah. it's a targeted group, right? And as a woman who she will be a woman of privilege, she's a child of privilege now. Um, it's her duty to uh, assert her. I don't like using the word assert, I don't know, but like to to use her privilege to curb that target on Mm -hmm. Black women. And if that could just mean, you know, um, if if it just means I have to teach her how to be aware, which I, I am doing, I'm trying to do at least, like how to be aware that you are a white, little white girl, right? And the difference, but the sameness between you and your black girlfriends and your black friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to take on different forms, obviously. But it just—it's—it's it's definitely important for me as a as a non-black person teaching my non-black daughter that difference, but the sameness between the people, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, even just buy black dolls for your kids like just Mm -hmm. normalize blackness normalize blackness in your life in your child's life whether that is through what they consume uh you know tv wise or or media wise or whatever it is um Mm -hmm. buy your kids black you know books with black protagonists and Mm -hmm. black black women or black uh girls as the protagonists in books normalize blackness i think that's something that isn't done at least mindfully but it needs to be done mindfully now you need to think about normalizing black women and putting them at the forefront in a lot of different forms of life I love that I think that's so dope because I think 
yeah i think it's like i think it's like a layered approach right where you have mm -hmm. to the kids the the similarities like you know these people are the same like we're like we have the same this we have the same that like and really trying to unify and and again normalize and humanize blackness humanize us, yeah. at the same time you need to be able to account for the differences and the way those differences you know put black people at a disadvantage and i think it's important that you know non-black parents teach their kids that because that's how we're going to you know uproot it that's how we're going to dismantle you know systemic racism is for people to acknowledge that it exists mm -hmm. and you know have an incentive to to defend it to like you know to 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 tackle it because that's the biggest thing again it's like right now we're we're still trying to debate with people why all lives matter is 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 you know um offensive why saying that you know racism doesn't exist or doesn't exist in canada or it's not so bad or you know why that kind of rhetoric is damaging so i love the idea that you're you know you're taking it on as it's never too early because no i talked about it on the black moms matter episode where it's like we have to teach our kids about race like as soon as they can speak yeah mm -hmm. you know what i mean like before they can even really go out there and understand what it means to be black and brown we have mm -hmm. conversations about it implicitly and explicitly so you know i don't it's not fair in some respects that like you know non-black parents don't have to do that do that work mm -hmm. too you know have those kinds of conversations um i wanted to ask you about modeling so i love that you know shan asked about like what you're doing with your kids and your parenting but like what do you think the role is for you um as far as modeling behavior to make sure that like your daughter is you know seeing that and then emulating that um, I think that can, that can be done in a myriad of ways. I think that, um, first of all, I think it's important as a family that you establish as a family that you are going to be, you are an anti-racist family and to have a conversation with your spouse, with your kids to say, this is a normal part of our lives. This is going to be part of our, you know, whole, our home life going forward um you know and, and and striving towards it as a family and i know my my daughter's only three years old but like you know for for parents out there listening who maybe are um just tu just tuning in and, and want to be a, um anti-racist and, and 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 raise anti-racist children i think it's important as a family that you establish your stance um and and your role in dismantling white supremacy and is in, in dismantling racism um a small example would be you know obviously being anti-racist like just living an anti-racist lifestyle um not using obviously racist terms not mm -hmm. not having a zero tolerance for racism is like mm -hmm. the way i would put it you know it all racism, anti-black racism, anti-Asian racism, mm -hmm. all of it. Just throw it away. It belongs in the garbage and it should <laughs> never be brought back anywhere. Um, it should never be part of your life, like in any yeah. form, you know, and um, that's another way. Just just throw it all out. It's garbage. Racism right? sucks. It's lame. It, it's <laughs> that's just, good though, because you're modeling that the, that passion that you have for yeah. anti-racism, and that's you're still modeling yeah. that for I your daughter. Part, yes, um, mm -hmm. I'm trying at least, um, and I think that normalizing, um, you know, conversations around race and anti-racism is mm -hmm. really important too. You know, like my husband and I, Michael 
we are almost always talking about race and racism like even you know even before even before all of this craziness you know yeah. like George Floyd and stuff race and racism have been a regular part of our conversation systemic racism specifically mm-hmm. have been regular parts of our conversation you know and it's just been something that we've been always aware of but I guess, you know, just like all other white people, unfortunately, our privilege allows us to ignore that fact and kind of just go on with life. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but that's, that's not the case anymore. Um, And I think that, you know, conversations around race and racism, you know, especially when our daughter becomes older, we fully plan on, you know, having these conversations regularly at our dinner table. And I think that's, extremely important you have to you have to forge that knowledge about race and racism in your children not just from a young age but like as soon as you know uh they're able to like have conversations Mm -hmm. you know go go on their level of development and their level of understanding and talk about race and racism in a way that they can understand and in a way that's age appropriate you know so I I imagine you know in the future when Florence is you know 12 and 13 years old we're going to be regularly discussing systemic racism we're going to be regularly discussing you know the history of the racist history of Canada and the U.S. Mm -hmm. um because I never had that, you know, I don't yeah. think anyone a- a- has ever had that. I don't think, I, I mean, I won't speak for Black people, because usually they are the ones who are well informed about the history of mm-hmm. racism. Um, but that's not the history that you learn at all in school. And I think that is just so important as a family, you have to A, decide that you're going to be an anti-racist family, B, normalize conversations around race and racism and also let your kids see you doing work around anti-racism you know um you know when this whole Breonna Taylor stuff was just like I I I fear that it's died down I hope it hasn't but um yes keep it alive keep keep you know calling and calling and calling and Anyway, I was making some phone calls about Breonna Taylor calling, you know, their uh, offices there in Louisville. And I had my daughter with me. And I think that it's important to, for parents to involve their children, no matter how young they are. My daughter's only three. um, And tell them what you're doing, you know. Um, she was kind of like, who are you calling, mommy? And I was like, you know, I'm calling, I'm calling, you know, um, some important people. Um, and she was just like, why? And, and she, she wanted to know more. She actually wanted to know more. And I, we said Brianna Taylor's name together. We said, you know, we're going to, and we're calling for Brianna Taylor. And she's like, why? And I said, because they hurt Brianna Taylor. You know, I'm not going to lie to my kid. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie to her. Um, I think that, I think that kids, parents try to protect their kids, which is, you know, I understand why, you know, I don't want to take my kids' innocence away. At the same time, I understand that we have to be honest with our kids and we have to tell them what's really going on in the world. We have to tell them 
that people are dying because of mm -hmm. racial inequality. Because if we introduce this notion way too late in their lives, they're not going to know how to process it. It's not going to mm -hmm. be a normal, they're going to challenge it and say why, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be harder to embed that this injustice exists because, you know, maybe white supremacy could have gotten into their minds by then, you mm -hmm. know, and that's just a really important aspect to me. You do the work as a family, you make calls as a family, you write emails as a family, you explain to your kids, you know, what you're doing and why, and why it's important and why you should be, you know, um, standing up for the rights of everyone, mm -hmm. especially black and indigenous and brown people. Um, and, you know, just involve, just involve your kids. They could be part of it. I love that. I think that's so amazing. I just envisioned you making those calls with, you know, um, Florence there. And I thought that, that that just made me so emotional. Just the thought of it was such a beautiful, like the optics of it is so absolutely amazing. And I think for me, the only thing, like, I mean, you just nailed it, like top three for sure. Things that I would love non-Black parents to really take in and take from this episode but I think the, the only thing that I would add to is it's kind of what you said earlier about normalizing blackness, right? You know, shopping in a, you know, a, a black owned restaurant and, you know, buying from buying black mm -hmm. and yes. buying black a day it. or it's like, Oh, I, I bought this from a black restaurant or mm -hmm. a black shop. Like, no, buy from that shop as you would any other shop mm -hmm. or hire a black contractor. Like, those are the kinds of things that I think that I would love to see because I think that that also speaks to the humanization of blackness. We're yeah. more compelled to fight. Like, yes. I think, you know, especially where, you know, we're white supremacy and, and, and with all of those other, like, you know, really hateful ideologies, part of it comes from like the distance that people see in, in black people. Like, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they've created this, like, us and them, and it's like, they're so different. They're so this, they're so that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, they're so like you. They, they occupy all of these different roles. They contribute to society. They contribute, and, like, I just think, you know, non-Black people are very accustomed to seeing Black people in certain spaces, entertainment, mm -hmm. and athleticism, and it's like, but we're so mm -hmm. much from that. So I think, like, there's... If, if there's anything that I would say is that I would love to see more of that, like in the same way that everyone hopped on the bandwagon to buy black for the black, mm -hmm. whatever the case, like buy black regularly. So buying black isn't a thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are yeah. in your community. We work there. Yeah. We contribute. We're your local coffee shop. Exactly. Your, your local groceries, your flower mm -hmm. shop. Like we are here. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't be going here because you're black <laughs> exactly like make us a part of your community <laughs> right exactly mm -hmm. exactly and you know what i think that th that requires usually for non-black people it requires them to go out of their way you know mm. at least in the beginning and until like you be make that a normal part of your life yeah do some research you know do some research what's who is black owned in my community Mm -hmm. And even if they're not in your community, per se, go outside of your community mm -hmm. and support Black businesses wherever you encounter them. Because why is it, like, and it, it goes to, it goes to this, um, this notion of, like, decolonizing. Like, yes. you have to decolonize your life because 
the way that we consume, whether it's food, whether it's, you know, anything, anything we consume, media, you know, even things like TV, like what do you watch on TV? What kind of music do you listen to? You know, we need to decolonize. And I think that what kind of food do you eat? Are you eating Italian food every night? Are you eating, you know, charcuterie boards and, and pasta every day? Like, why? You have to ask yourself why. And why aren't you trying, you know, Jamaican dishes? Or why aren't you trying dishes that are African? You know, just decolonizing, making your life less Eurocentric. And that may, that may require a little bit of research and a little bit yeah. of, you know, inconvenience of going outside of your white neighborhood and going to a black neighborhood and, and you know, putting your money into those neighborhoods. Um, but I think that's an extremely important aspect of being an ally, not even being an ally. That's not even something that is specific to allyship. I think that is just something of something that human beings should be doing. Like it's, it, it shouldn't be under the umbrella of allyship that, oh, I shop at black businesses because I'm an ally. No. You shop at black businesses because they are members of our communities and they have Amen. their communities. They have their communities. They need to keep money in their communities. And we need to, yes, we need to reach into our pockets and uh, contribute to those communities, you know? So yeah, just this idea of decolonizing, like really question, like what are you consuming in whatever form consumption may be for you whether it's shopping whether it's you know food or music you know what are you watching on Netflix are you watching the queen on Netflix every day and not watching things that like done by black creators or have black mm -hmm. protagonists what are you what are you consuming in your life and I think that is very telling for a lot of people you know wow my my white my whole life is centered around whiteness yeah. And I think that can be extremely um, jarring for a lot of people. I think that's a I think that is a time when a lot of people are like, wow, like it's true. Like everything around me is white. Why aren't I letting black people into my life? Why aren't mm -hmm. I allowing black people, you know, giving them space and giving them the attention they deserve? They're amazing creators. They're amazing, you know, chefs. They're amazing. Uh, movie makers are amazing everything right mm -hmm. so yeah do some research I think that absolutely there is no excuse whatsoever after the last I think George Floyd died you know 42 or 43 days ago there's absolutely no excuse for Eurocentrism after everything that's happened after all the talks about white, white supremacy after all the talks about you know systemic racism you're gonna have to go out of your way and consume differently from mm. now on that is a word oh, that's a word that's a whole <laughs> word <laughs> no I, I i love it and i think you know when you as you were saying it i was because i because i always think about this now and i think not that i wasn't thinking about it before but i think mm -hmm really trying to challenge and like fight champion championing against anti-black racism I'm always thinking about anti-indigenous racism yeah i think about like you yeah. know when we did have 
post for Canada Day and we mm -hmm. talked about like, you know, it's fine, you know, to be like, yay, I'm Canadian and I love this place, but think about mm -hmm. the to celebrate because the world, like the Canada that they know is so horrific. Ooh, the mm. Canada that they know is so terrible. Like yes. our, you know, indigenous brothers and sisters, like we would love to be able to celebrate Canada the way that some of like, you know, a lot of like white Canadians do. Like they would yeah. love to. Even our black, like people of color in the, like it just, it, it goes, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we did with that post is not only did we post like, you know, that like the indigenous Canadian flag, but we also tagged indigenous businesses, mm -hmm. creators. And to be honest with you, a similar thing happened. We're like, I'm like looking at some other creators and I'm embarrassed. Because it's like, they're, I don't know any of these people. And it's like, when I say they're creating like amazing, yeah. like yeah. bomb ass designers, like mm -hmm. jewelry designers, like mm -hmm. writers, artists, painters, like, and I'm just like, I don't know any of these people. Mm -hmm. Like none of these people. So, and like, yeah, fine. Some of them, you know, live on reserves that make, might be, you know, a ways away from like where I live, but some of them are like a local. Yeah, I know that, but I'm like, this is embarrassing. So again, I feel like you know we're 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 we're, chat, we're chat, chatting a lot about like you know what like you know white people and white passing people have to do, but like this this conversation isn't exclusive to them, really. As you know, as black people and as people of color, like we have work to do as well. We have to check ourselves. We definitely have to check ourselves because mm -hmm. there's a lot that we don't know, and there's other communities that we could also sow into that could mm -hmm. really use our support. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, oh man, the indigenous community, what a resilient, like, yeah. Wow. You know, um, and even now there's, there's stuff in the news, literally 365 days a year, you will find some news about environmental racism, for example, yep. like mm -hmm. their land, it's their land. You know, we live on their land, Canada, mm -hmm. Canada to them is not a valid country. Like they, no. we, and it's not, it's, it's a, it's a broken treaty and you know, the government continues, continues. Oh my God. Every chance they get to take their land, to take <laughs> their livelihood, yep. you know, and you know, most people are totally oblivious to what is happening to the indigenous communities in Canada, you know? And yeah. I think, um, I think giving indigenous communities um, visibility, like at least, you know, we have, you know, we, we know what's going on. It's really important to, to, um, to pass on this information to educate mm -hmm. people because it's just horrendous, you know, and we're, we're all part of the problem, you know, it's not something that is exclusive to white people or, or any yeah. group. It's every, person here who is not indigenous who benefits off indigenous land and benefits yep. off of their oppression you know mm -hmm. and it's it's heartbreaking and we have to really you know try to be allies for them absolutely mm -hmm. well so awesome what an episode <laughs> i wish we could talk for a little bit longer but you know zoom is trying to zoom, zoom oh. and win it but you know what? I think still such a rich conversation. It is. Found advice and, you know, such honest advice too. Like I, I actually love the fact that we didn't get an expert. I felt like, 
you know, I love the fact that it came from like a, just a rich and honest place, just a mother trying to do better and trying mm-hmm. to raise like, you know, a child to really be an ally and to be an anti-racist and just to be a better person and to live in a world better than like the one that we live in. So, you know, Miriam, thank you again so much for taking the time to do this. And you're so incredible and so awesome. I have so much to offer the world. So like you must tell everyone listening where they can follow you and find you and support you. Oh, thank you so much. I honestly, I'm blessed to be here. I'm privileged to be here speaking to you like beautiful, just like strong, resilient black women. Um, and I'm so, I'm so honored, honestly. Um, yeah, you know, just, you know, I don't want to really, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make this about me at all i don't want people to follow me because they heard me like i think that's gross so anyways you can tag me i'm not i i i'm not opposed to tagging me but i i honestly don't feel right about um you know promoting myself right now oh my oh my god um the character you know feel free to you know if you if you feel you know you wanna you wanna tag me that's that's great um but honestly i want to thank you guys so much um i i wasn't expecting to be here like i i was just you know i i'm just doing what i think is right and i think a lot of people are hesitant for some reason you know and i i i ask whoever is listening here to really ask yourself if you're feeling hesitant about even sharing information about systemic or or anti-black racism or whatever it is ask yourself why why are you afraid you know challenge your challenge your yourself and your beliefs and ask yourself what are you afraid of losing followers you know getting into a fight with your racist best friend like who cares you know like like who cares about people just you should be or we should all be like knocking down doors Mm -hmm. and and breaking phone lines to end this like it's not an option and it's a luxury for us to be sitting afraid behind our phone being like oh my god that's so interesting but that's you know it's so true and i i agree with it but i don't know how my followers are gonna receive this information like fuck your followers man like just (laughs) that's it that's a message (laughs) honestly honestly and if you're yeah i just like you you gotta do it like you have to okay there's no there's no option for you there this is not this is not an option this is this is something that you are responsible for okay and i know a lot of people who are afraid out there like a lot of people message me like thank you so much for sharing you know this content you share it why aren't you sharing it (laughs) (laughs) honestly they just say, oh, you know, like, yeah, like, people really need to hear this. Share it then. She's not even taking a compliment. Bitch, you know. <laughs> no, this is, this is, honestly, enough's enough. Like, I, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's everybody's responsibility, you know. It's, 
it's not just it shouldn't just be a few select white people who are stepping up and being like you know this is really this is really not right you know it should be everybody this is a group effort this is all hands on deck um mm -hmm. and it's a forever thing you know hopefully this will hopefully we'll see this all go away in our lifetime i mean mm -hmm. i i that's very optimistic to say but there, there's no time to waste here you know and yeah i just i urge you if you're not if you're not black or or indigenous even if you're a person of color such as myself you know i i'm kind of white looking but like i consider i consider myself a person of color um tell them where you're from extremely i'm egyptian you know i'm egyptian um and even in your own community, even in the Egyptian community, there's colorism, there's anti-black mm -hmm. racism, you know, and we have work to do. We, everybody has work to do. It's hard. It's not easy, but we have to do it. You know, people, people's lives are depending on this. Mm -hmm. So I, I wish I didn't have to cut you off. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but we're going to get kicked out of here. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I was a rambling. No, lady, you so. were <laughs> amazing. You are amazing. I actually, I love you. It was so good. So good. So good. So friends, uh, nominate bomb moms. And if you are not following us on Instagram yet, because you're a new follower, check us out at WTN Podcast. <laughs> That's where you'll find our face. That's where you'll find our merch. And that's where you can nominate our bomb moms. Because if I ask you one more week, friends, come on. Everybody knows one mom. Everybody does. But anyways, with that being said, thank you again, Miriam, for being on this episode. Yes. We really appreciate you joining us. But friends, nap time is over. And we will see you all in our next episode. Bye, friends. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.